Welcome to Slight Reliability, the show where we learn SRE and observability one week at a time. I'm Stephen Townsend. Hi there, welcome back to Slight Reliability. I'm Stephen Townsend and this is the show where we learn about observability and SRE one day at a time or one week at a time or maybe every two weeks at a time at this stage. I'm here today with uh, Tim Wheeler, who's one of my colleagues at Squared Up. Hello, Tim. How are you today? I'm very good. Yeah. Nice to be on here. First podcast. It's, it's great to have you. Uh, Tim and I have been collaborating together recently on a number of things at Squared Up. And one of them, well, a lot of them involve digging into to data about our product and our engineering teams and our business as a whole. And one of those things that uh, Tim has been looking at is Dora metrics which is what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, but before we get into Dora Metrics, tell us a little bit about yourself, Tim. What's your, what's your role at Squared Up and how did you get there? Yeah, okay. Um, so my, my, my start with my job title is uh, Director of Engineering Services. Um, it's, I suppose, my time at Squared Up, has, I've had a few different roles, um, but uh, the, the nature of my roles and my background is in the sort of project management uh, release management, uh, agile sort of evangelist. Um, I don't know what the right word for that is. Um, but yeah, I guess I've always worked in and around the engineering departments for any company I've been at while, while never being like a, um, should we say a hardened software developer myself. Um, I actually come from the test, uh, background and then went into test management. Um, and I, I guess, I guess I would I would describe myself as having being a bit of a sort of Swiss Army knife of uh, of skills to try and help do software delivery. Uh, other people might just call it sort of jack of all trades, uh, master of none. Um, but yeah, it's it's given me a variety of roles, and um, in the last few years, yeah, specifically getting involved with um, DevOps and how that can be used to kind of reduce toil and uh, improve software delivery. So. Today, we are talking about Dora Metrics. And to start with, I know that a lot of people listening know what Dora Metrics are, and it's something they're familiar with. But for anyone who's not, what are what are Dora Metrics? Okay. Um, well, I mean, I suppose we should start right at the top. So Dora stands for DevOps Research and Assessment Team. So the, the kind of very brief history was they were sort of a research lab that did a load of um, sort of surveys and studied a lot of metadata to try and understand what creates a really good software delivery team. Uh, you know, how, how do you become high performing? And they came up with, I think, I think the book was first, the Accelerate book. Possibly they did some white papers before that. Uh, and in that, they set out the four sort of key metrics, which were like a, a summary of... Um, metrics that in theory you you shouldn't be able to game and give you a best chance of trying to measure your performance as as a, a software development team um, and then I think they were brought out by Google and they now do like a year yearly state of DevOps report so so just just to, to clarify we basically Dora did a bunch of research and discovered that there are these they call them the Dora metrics but they're basically indicators or, or activities or ways that people work uh, which across a huge number of organizations are a strong indicator that they are high performing. Is that kind of the gist of it? Yeah. And I suppose, you know, the much smarter people than me um, have done a load of statistical analysis to try and prove that this is 
actually causation and not just kind of coincidence that these things kind of correlate across companies. Yeah, so I mean, originally four, now now um, I guess considered five, um, which we'll get into. Um, but the original four are deployment frequency, as in literally how often you deployed your software to production or your definition of what production is. Um, lead time, which is how long it takes for code to actually get to production. Um, change failure rates, which is probably one of the most debated, I think, as to where you actually define that one, but is theoretically the the um, how often your deployments fail or how often your changes fail or cause an issue. And then time to restore service or mean time to recover. Again, the, um, the, the different reports have changed the wording slightly, but that is, you know, your ability to recover a service or recover a, an outage in a um, in in an amount of time, and obviously the faster the better. And then I guess the fifth one that's been added over the years, because I think this started in in twenty eighteen, is reliability. So one one close to your own heart. So those are the the five Dora metrics, and I know that we talked in the past about how to interpret those. Do you think there is a one way to interpret these different metrics? Well, can, can it be different? Like for example, we were talking about lead time. And I think when you, when you look up what lead time is, a lot of it is about from the moment that you, uh, is it when you check in uh, your code until it's in production, that's sort of the standard lead time. But I wanted it to be from the time you identify an opportunity or a need or a feature that you want to produce in production until when it's delivered, because that gives you the lead time of your whole organization, not just your sort of technology, that sort of bit at the end. Are there different ways that these metrics can be interpreted or is there just one way? This is how you do it. Yeah, absolutely. As in in the same way I was defining them, you can take each kind of definition and draw different different lines to measure it against your own organization. Um, so the example you, you've given there is perfect. Yeah, like what, what does the time something takes from, con- is it from conception? Is it from the first bit of, code is it from the first pr that's because then that's something that's been kind of ratified and tested until production and even you know what does production mean it, it can mean different things to different people right like some some companies might work in a way that they can only release every now and again or if you do a an on sort of a like an installable release or you have like maybe quarantine quarantine periods before you can release software then you obviously don't really want to bake in like a quarantine period into like your, your release process is outside of the control of the software development team, unless it's something you can change, of course. So yeah, there's lots of ways of, of setting up these metrics. And, and uh, I mean, we'll get into what we've done at Squared Up, but um, I think that's probably one of the the, the first sort of challenges in, in um, trying to establish Dora metrics for your company is, is what, how does it fit to your organization? Because just taking it off the shelf and like reading it verbatim is it's not really going to get you anywhere. Talking about what you've done at Squid Up to apply it, what, what was the initial sort of reasoning? Did you just want to get a benchmark of where Squid Up's engineering teams were at, or was there a particular driver that made you want to look into this? Yeah, it was probably like two, two kind of main drivers. I mean, the, the first one was, you know, I was, I was running the DevOps team. We were just working on one sort of type of software we have like a few versions of it but it was one specific type of software we were now adding a completely different 
type of, of, of software development. So new teams, new concept, new way of working. Um, and obviously that meant like what we were doing in, in DevOps with uh, like we were using Azure DevOps. So what we were doing uh, with our sort of re- release pipelines and uh, with our sort of automated testing was completely different. Um, and so trying to understand what whether we were doing a good job suddenly became several degrees harder. So yeah, it was. I was really looking for a way of finding a baseline, finding a measure that we could use internally. Um, and then the, sec- the second part of that is for um, squared up. I mean, we're, we're we're a dashboarding and analytics tool, so it was a, a really good use case to to be like, okay, I want to do metrics. I want to pull data from several different applications. How how can I do it? <laughs> you know, how, how feasible is it? How easy is it to do? Looking at specific interpretations of metrics, one of them that was quite interesting was uh, mean time to recovery. So how, how did you define mean time to recovery uh, for Squid Up uh, and for the engineering teams? And and how did you go about presenting that? Yeah, okay. So if we take like the, the, the uh, like often used definition is, is, you know, when a service goes down or when you have an outage. And I, I look back over what we, like the issues we've had and, you know, we... We're built on, you know, fairly standard cloud technologies. So sort of application outages, like, I mean, I only had sort of two data points. So the idea of, of trying to build a metric of that is a bit like, well, well what is the point? I mean, it's, it's either going to be a really tiny number. And even if I do a number that means something, then how is it actually going to influence us? You know, how is it going to be meaningful? So... Uh, what, what we actually did is we took escalations, so like our, our sort of highest level uh, defects, and used that as the um, as the sort of the, the outage or the, um, the the thing we needed to restore. And so, anytime like there's an escalation, we measured the time it took to turn that around and release the uh, the fix into production. And we used that as our MTTR because we were getting them not a lot but you know fairly regularly they came in all shapes and sizes you know they were a good a good measure of how quickly we could jump on an issue and resolve it and it impacted you know we we have like sort of three main teams um, working on the on the application so you know it, it, it impacted all the teams in different ways um, and allowed us to, to draw some meaningful conclusions from um, from the data that we were seeing. I think that's just such a good use example of applying an idea and saying, how does this fit in, in our unique context? It would be so easy to say, no, it's just about incidents and the traditional definition of that to get a, you know, and we've got a great score. Yay. But it's not providing any value. I think, I think that's great. Um, on a sort of practical level, where are you getting this data from? So you want to do Dora metrics and you want to collect this information about uh, you know, incidents and change. Where, which tools or, or repositories are you getting the data from? Yeah, so I think we've got quite a common stack. Um, so we use uh, GitHub. We use Azure DevOps, as I mentioned earlier. Um, we use Jira for our sort of um, you know requirements, project management um, kind of aspects. Um, and we use a serverless monitoring tool called uh, Lumigo. So they're, they're probably the, yeah, I think they're the four uh, applications where we pull all our data from. And how are you pulling it all together? I know the answer to this question, but yeah, yeah, you're kind of teeing me up there. But yes, we, we use um, Squared Up, and we use our own software package because it would be a little weird if we um, tried to use a a, a competitor's. 
Um, and yeah, no, it, it does a good job. It, it allowed uh, me to um, pull in the data. I mean, it's got a, a SQL analytics um, sort of feature. So I was able to actually manipulate the, the data to to do the exact calculations I wanted rather than, you know, having to potentially like sort of fudge some of those those uh, data points together. Who And who in Squared Up other than yourself, like who's interested in this at the moment? Are you getting buy-in? Are people saying, oh, that's interesting and wanting to, to, to look at this and know about this? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely early days in terms of using it. Some of the teams are quite newly formed, so that, you know, they're looking at uh, many things on, on top of uh, on top of these metrics. I think probably the mo- the people most interested is, uh, you know, the fellow sort of uh, directors of engineering, so senior management, um, and, and my boss, uh, the CEO. So... I think it's at the moment it's kind of captured in in like the management level. We're kind of discussing it, but we're not necessarily making drastic changes based on on these yet. I mean, it's a little boring because there, there was no sort of like oh my gosh sort of moment when we did them. So you know we we have a baseline now. Um, I think a lot of the initial value was in generating the metrics, the discussion of you know what do they mean to us, what do we want to measure, because they can definitely be. Um, uh, triggering, I think, you know, when you start to do this, people, you know, you put a number on something, people feel potentially judged. Um, so, I mean, the good news was, like I did the, you can do a little survey, uh, you can fill that out on um, the, I think it's the Google Google Labs website. Um, and they told us we were in the sort of better, than, I think it says better than 81% of the people they survey, which I don't know if that really means anything, but you know, it was the same impression we had is like, we're not perfect. There's definitely things to improve, but you know, things, things, things aren't on fire. It feels, feels all right. One of the reasons I wanted to get you on the show to talk about Dora metrics is I have my entire life at the moment is exploring this idea of visibility or monitoring outside of the scope of technology uh, and, and what that potential potentially means. Uh, so do you, do you think that Dora metrics would be a good candidate for something worthwhile to continually monitor over time? Or, or is it maybe just a thing you look at once once now and again, maybe once a quarter or once every six months and then forget about it? Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think over time is the only way um, to make use of them, if, if I'm honest. Because I think otherwise you're you're, you're saying, right, here's, here's my, my metric and it is this, it is above average, below average. And, and that, is, that is lovely for... The Dora, the Dora Labs to know because they're like, oh, good, you can tell us, and we'll, we'll have another, another, you know, answer to our survey. But it doesn't mean anything to you as an organization. You could be a startup. You could be like on a software package that's like twenty years old with a team that's all got ten years experience. I mean, there, there's so much context you need to add around Dora metrics, and I think doing it over time um, or tracking over time is is, is the only way that you're going to be able to gain benefit within your organization, because then you've got something mathematical, analytical, that when you make other changes, whether they be process, culture, um, your tool, tooling, that you can still go back to them. They can still be calculated in the same way. Does that make sense? That is good, because that answers my next question, which was going to be, you know, how can we use this to improve how we deliver and operate? But it makes sense to me now. We have a benchmark. As we go and change things, we can look back and say, how was that impacting our ability to deliver and operate? One other question in this sort of area, are there any other frameworks or approaches that you're aware of that do something similar, that help you as an organization 
measure your operational or delivery maturity? As far as I know, not not really, not in the sort of encom- total encompassing way that um, the, the the Dora metrics and the research and the reports kind of covers everything. And I think, to be honest, if you uh, when you Google anything about DevOps and say metrics or processes, Dora will come up like at the top of every every query. Um, and I, do you know what? I even even asked um, Chat GPT and Bard. Um, ahead of this podcast, just just to see, to see what they came up with. And basically, they just, they rehashed it. It's, it's you know, it's almost like they're a computer and not a real person. They um, they rehash the sort of Dora metrics uh, in different ways. And, you know, they do call out that there are other metrics that you can use, like, you know, previous, um, previous sort of frameworks of use, things like code coverage um, and different variations of... Um, your sort of like failure and error rates, like is it bug count? Is it severity plus bug count? Things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think, especially not for DevOps. I don't think there's anything that's so, so, so well thought out and and used like across the industry. If there are people out there who are thinking about having a go with Dora Metrics to, you know, assess where they're at and improve themselves, are there any particular challenges or pitfalls that you would warn people about? Um, yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, and I'm going to, can I, can I just apologize up front for getting on my soapbox about this? Cause, um, I think, I think one of the, the most dangerous things when you have any sort of like measure is, is how it gets used. And, and if you read, um, either the state of DevOps reports or the accelerate book, which I, which I do recommend, you know, they, they talk about many measures. They're not just for. Um, and they talk about a well, high-performing organization and the culture. And it is so easy to do what we naturally want to do, which is like, yeah, yeah, okay, there's hundreds of pages in a book. That's great. But just tell me tell me, tell me, me the five things or four things that I need to do. And we all want that. Right? We, all, we all want the shortcut for our, for our day job. But it is so dangerous to then start saying, oh, well, team A is excellent because their score is better than team B. And with no context, like we should just punish team B or, or fire them or give all our bonus money to, to team A. And that is that is just like, the it's the worst approach you can take. I mean, it's, it's I could do a whole podcast on why that's, um, why that's you know, gonna, gonna be, have a negative impact. It's gonna like, you're gonna suffer burnout. You're gonna suffer like some really painful um, internal strife if, you've, if you go down that route. So, so definitely to, to summarize, uh, the, the pitfalls are definitely that you know management might be uninformed about it, get hold of it, get hold of these metrics and use them as a stick. That is definitely um, something to really worry about. And the other side of it is we mentioned these Dora metrics are probably synonymous with DevOps and with software delivery. There's a lot of people selling stuff off the back of that. So buying buying tools that say like, oh, you know, install this tool and we'll tell you the Dora metrics and everything will be fixed. Or, you know, install this tool and then we'll gamify your software development. I mean, they have a place and a use as long as you're not buying them to fix fix all your problems, if you see what I mean. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're speaking my language, absolutely. The tool's not going to fix anything. You, you have to, it, and it's really hard work to actually change your organization or even our team and how it works in its culture. But it's that's the job. That's that's why we get paid, paid the big bucks because it's it's not as simple as installing a tool. Yeah, and and I guess that that's why there's many software companies, consultancies, all trying to help with the same thing, right? Because uh, there isn't there isn't one silver bullet, right? I was wondering if you had any other tips or advice for anyone out there who's who's trying to implement 
door, you know, trying to get a snapshot of Dora metrics or implement uh, some kind of monitoring of them long term. Yeah, I mean, de- definitely try try and try, have the discussion with your your senior engineers, your your management. You need you're going to need buy in from the you know the managers and the doers, as it were, uh, to 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 agree what what you want to measure. Like try try like we get, did with the um, the escalations within Squared Up, you know, fi- finding some practical ways of measuring what you're doing, and then also what you're trying to achieve. Because again, <laughs> I'm going to get back on my soapbox again. W- what is really easy to do is to you know focus in like we've we've both got testing background, right? So focus in on say quality, and say okay, so we need more tests, so we need more code coverage, or we need to run tests faster. And then you can get so in the weeds that it's like, what are you trying to achieve? Well, we want better quality. Well, okay, but why do you want better quality? Oh, we want to make the product better. Why do you want to make the product better? Oh, well, because we want to make our customers happy. And it's very easy to lose that thread. So always, always trying to tie that back to like, you know, what what are the company goals around, like, say, the product or around your your um, software delivery process? I think yeah, it was something else we were talking about before. And I've talked about with the CEO as well is that reliability isn't really a priority for us right now. Like there are limits to that. We obviously don't want our product right now to be crashing all the time and being unavailable. But it's not that's not what's what is important right now. What's important is getting the right product out there uh, that people are engaged in and, and, and want to use and to sort of grow. And th- th- we haven't reached that inflection point yet where reliability is absolutely critical. So I, I kind of agree with them there, and I think that. Just like you said, it's about coming back to what are the uh, what are the outcomes your business is trying to achieve, and tracking the things that support you getting there, and maybe not worrying too much about the things that aren't so relevant right now. Yeah, and I think I think I'd also throw on top of that is like the sort of team happiness, right? Because it sounds it sounds a very trite thing to say, but you know, engineers are generally pretty vocal when things are broken, right? So if you've got a happy group of engineers, they're normally happy because the tools are working, the process is working. If you've got a load of really unhappy engineers, something's probably broken somewhere or something's just, you know, got a lot of toil. You're making them all, I don't know, uh, approve gates within DevOps pipelines that don't need to be improved or approved or, you know, you've got like massive delays because you've got interdependencies across uh, various teams where you could have a better architecture that avoids that. You know, those are the sort of the actual practical things that you can change based on um, doing this sort of uh, work to build out your metrics and track them. What about getting the metrics themselves out of these, the tools that you use? So I don't know, a Jira or a Azure DevOps. Is it is there a lot of, is it just go in and the metrics waiting for you? Is there a lot of work you have to do? Like, how did you find that? Yeah, um, I suppose, yeah, I've only got my, my limited experience to, to kind of draw on. But um, I would say, there are definitely some tools are better than others at exposing these, um, you know, the types of data you want. Um, I think that the good thing of these days is that, you know, pretty much any tool out there will, will have a decent, like, um, API, like, that you can call on. And I think that that's that's pretty game-changing to, like, go back sort of 10, 15 years um, when maybe you were, like, begging for a CSV file to be exported from something. I mean, it's, you know, it's certainly it's, much uh, much easier to build something. I mean, even to custom build something to draw out um, all the data you need. Uh, and of course, as we mentioned, the, the Dora metrics are kind of um, recognized all over the place. So most 
tools now you know have on their own on their own sites like if you go to jira uh, sorry to atlassian for like jira you know they they talk about the sort of data you might want to take out of the, their product um so yeah i think i think it's tricky to find to to get exactly what you want but there is a lot of ways to get the data and and then it just it's just a bit of legwork to to kind of really fine tune that to what you need you mentioned earlier the book accelerate which i read end of last year or maybe no earlier this year I, I personally like it was a good book but i wasn't blown away by it but i think it's only because i've read the state of devops reports and i've read other books which cover similar kind of territory uh, i guess in my own sort of perspective and other books you could read which kind of cover like similar topics would be like the phoenix project or um, the devops handbook or the unicorn project or sooner save happier or lean enterprise or lean startup they, they kind of all tell a somewhat similar story about what organizations are doing in the digital age to succeed. From my experience, anyway, I'm probably massively oversimplifying that, but that, that's my impression anyway. I was just going to add on to the resources. I mean, you, you make a good point around um, uh, like maybe the order that you, you tackle these books in. So, I mean, from, from my perspective, I was first involved in, in DevOps by basically building out some automation in Jenkins you know to call it a devops project i think originally was very generous you know it was uh we need to make things better jenkins will help if we automate some stuff and then when i actually got to 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 running a devops team that's when i read accelerate so that kind of did a really good job of of you know when you're reading a thing going oh that's what i'm doing oh yeah no i am totally doing that or you know making me think in a slightly different way about um how i was you know building out um, sort of solutions, but but obviously if you if you've already been doing it for a while, Accelerate's probably not going to add that much value, and you know the state of DevOps reports will probably give you the more more current, helpful kind of like trends that are going on, um, and and also something like the Unicorn Project is great if you're not not working in this space but you want to understand it because it, it's because it's told like a story. You know, it really it really helps you draw together a, a realistic, even though it's a very fanciful scenario. It helps you draw together like how different teams could work together or, or the challenges of an organization. It's, uh, it avoids that sort of, you know, dry theoretical angle that a lot of other books have. Um, and I also give a shout out to Brian Finster as well. He's, um, he's done some really good stuff on Medium and you can find his presentations on YouTube. Um, yeah, I think I think they're, they're the sort of um, presentations that I sit there just going, oh, yes, yes, this, I agree. So I think he, he's great as well. That, that's the experience I'm so familiar with. I'm on a walk with my dogs listening to an audio book about some, something, and I'm like, that's that's it. That's the thing that, you know, yeah. that the organization needs. And I get really worked up about it. And I'm like, chill out, man. You're just walking the dogs. Come on, <laughs> breathe for a second. <laughs> yeah, as, as long as you don't just you know go to some other dog walker and just go you need to know this like you know <laughs> i work in a shop i don't i don't care about devops <laughs> well uh, i wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the show tim uh, it's been awesome to talk about door entries. i think they're really interesting anything that helps you understand how your teams and your organization is is, is going and working and, and looking for opportunities to improve fantastic i think it's great uh, and what I haven't told you yet is that I'm planning to include your Dorametrics work in my SRECon presentation in Singapore <laughs> this year. So <laughs> we need to talk about that and I need to get some more information out of you. Great. Well, you know, it's been a pleasure. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. 
Thanks everyone for joining in once again on Slight Reliability and I will see you all next week or the week after. See ya.